0: do Evans episode six, and it's the final episode of the UFC 246 Fight Week podcast. This podcast is sponsored by OwnBet, ohmbet.co.uk, the UK's number one MMA sportsbook. So if you're going to be dropping any dollar on the next few fight weeks, make sure you go over at ownbet. co. uk and go check out uh, their markets. They have a lot of different markets that you probably won't find on other betting websites in the UK. So Go check them out next week, and uh, man, what an evening. The background noise you can probably hear is me uh, sat here at the McCarran Airport in Las Vegas. We're, what, less than 12 hours post the event. I'm on my way home back to London, but I did not really sleep a wink last night. What a night, what a night. I I think uh, if we started right from the start, from the prelims, the early prelims, there were some uh, standout performances from the likes of Drew Dover, and a few others I mean just thinking back it is almost difficult uh, Alexi Olenek of course uh, winning on the main card as well but for me the the, the surprise of the night was have Roxanne Modaferi Macy Barber fight that was uh, a, a, a minus 1,000 underdog in uh, Roxy there coming, overcoming Barber but we'll touch upon that more a bit more in a minute the the main news of course is that Conor McGregor is back he's back to winning ways and last night he did it in absolutely amazing fashion 40 seconds, he got Donald Cerini, Donald Cerrone out about octagon in what I think was one of his most impressive performances. Now, let, let, let's take a look at the fight itself. If, if you go back, I don't know if you guys have been able to see it, but you can probably find a clip online. It was only 40 seconds long. You know, they, they come out, Connor goes straight away trying to land that piston in the left hand. Cerrone ducks it and seems to duck into a knee. He catches almost on the temple, and I think I think that probably uh, really kind of dazed Cerrone because he, he immediately went for the clinch, and this is where the damage happened. This is where Conor McGregor showed his old instincts, uh, where he used his left hand, left shoulder, just repeatedly put it in the face of Donald Cerrone with a, a tremendous amount of force. Not once, not twice, but three times, and on that third time, that blow broke the nose of Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Um, from there, the clinch broke, and then uh, McGregor landed that huge left-head kick, dropped Cerrone, and then very, very diligently and very patiently finished him with strikes on the ground. It was um, a, a, an absolutely fantastic, flawless, you can almost say, performance. Perhaps we would have wanted to see more than 40 seconds with McGregor there, but who can argue with the job that he did last night? I, I, you know, just rewinding back some of the stages of the fight they we were talking about there, what I was most impressed with was just the way he reacted to the situations in an aggressive manner every single time. The way that when he missed that left hand, he landed the knee on his follow through. The way they went when they were clenched up, he landed those tremendous shoulders to the face. The, the third one, as I mentioned, breaking the nose of Donald Cowboy Cerrone. That left head kick, Donald. Uh, sir, sorry, kind of said in the post fight press conference that he had noticed. That Donald had ten- tendencies to lean to the side and leave himself open for that head kick when he was even trying to land it himself. That was beautifully executed. And then just the patience and that cerebral way he went about finishing Cerrone once he was down on the mat it really was uh, the hallmark almost um, of a a seasoned fighter one an incredibly intelligent one and, and someone that was on their timing which was the question mark I had heading into this bout in those micro situations that he found himself in would he pick the right decision and he certainly did on every single exchange of the fight last night as I said it was only 40 seconds but It was more the way that Conor McGregor just finished the fight and won every single one of those very, very important different moments to to the fight. So I think um, everyone's original reaction, I guess, was to, to question the legitimacy of Cerrone as an opponent. Was he over the hill? Has he seen his best days? Is his confidence low after losing two in a row? Those are, those are all valid questions to be asking. But I think, I think when you reflect on last night, it really wasn't about what Soroni didn't do. It was about what McGregor did within those moments. And I just loved the, the post fight stuff. It was incredibly interesting. I don't know if you guys have been able to go online and watch some of that. The, the Octagon interviews immediately after, um, McGregor, of course, hugging... Cowboy Cerrone's grandmother and what I think was a, a very nice touch and what I liked about it is that it was consistent from the rest of the week. The past week we saw a very very different Conor McGregor, someone that was incredibly respect, respectful to Donald Cerrone as an opponent and even after the job was done that respect grew even more and just the way that he embraced uh, Donald Cerrone's grandmother. It was just a nice moment and it's, uh, it, it was what we want to see. I guess, one moment in the octagon after the fight is finished. So wh- what did we hear in the post-fight press conference? Well, it was um, really interesting. Like, uh, I guess a side note is that Donald Cerrone was transported uh, to hospital um, and did not return. The only words that I guess we heard from him after the fact was him in the octagon talking to Joe Rogan. And you could just tell how bitterly disappointed he was. that The fight for him... I guess, was just taken away from him. It really was just taken away from him. McGregor's excellence just never allowed Cerrone to get started. I believe it, if you actually go and look at the strike count, it was actually Conor McGregor didn't even um, get hit, which is, is, is incredible from one sense, but you can see it from the Cerrone perspective that that fight for him last night didn't really happen apart from him, um, unfortunately, uh, breaking that nose. And I, th- I think it's also worth mentioning that um, the, the blueprint, and Darren Till, this was something uh, we exchanged messages about last night. Darren Till was the one that put the blueprint out for this victory last night. It was that almost forced pressure, pre- pressing Cerrone against the fence and then landing the big shot. Although, although, although it didn't quite go down that way last night, um, what did, uh, I guess, come to light was the fact that Darren Till, when he beat the Cowboys Cerrone, broke his nose incredibly badly on that night in Dance Poland. And that was uh, after the nose break off the elbow, that was when Cerrone really started to look for a way out. And that's when the fight ended. The same really again happened last night. Those shoulder strikes broke the nose of Cerrone. And from then on out, there was only ever going to be one winner. What we saw, I guess, after the post fight press conference back here outside of the octagon, Uh, Dana White came in, of course (laughs) he must be extremely happy uh, with the way that the fight went last night, Uh, it's difficult to say that he wanted one guy to win and the the other not to, that's uh, probably disingenuous but from a promotional standpoint, Conor McGregor winning is always going to be a good thing what I think Dana liked about last night especially was the options are endless for for McGregor next Who who he fights next is so open, it could be it could be Habib Nurmagomedov, which seems to be the way that Dana White is leaning towards. That seems to be his favourite, but he is also not ruling out a fight with Jorge Masvidal. He had previously said that he thought McGregor was too small at 170, but after seeing him last night, Jaina admitted that he kind of took that back. He loved the way Connor was looking at 170, and also, I would imagine, he loved the way Connor was acting during the fight. Conor winning is in fight week mode and cutting weight. Um, his priorities lie elsewhere instead of promoting the fight. But last week, he made 170 with absolute ease. And he essentially was just able to do the promotional work that the, that the UFC required him to. And he did it to a very, very high standard. If you look at some of the stuff he did the ESPN, BT Sport, TSN. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And um, that 170 weight class, I guess, um, allows Conor to do that. And I think that kind of was a realisation for Dana last night when he saw McGregor in the flesh at 170. Um, Of course, he didn't stand side by side by Masvidal, but I'm sure Dana would have been looking at that size difference. And I think now he realises it could be one of the biggest UFC fights of all time, and that a McGregor versus Masvidal fight wouldn't be be, uh, something that, in terms of weight, would be too much of an issue, I don't think there's too much of a size difference between those two. Dana actually meant uh, referencing that uh, Masvidal's days as a lightweight, so um, that, that, that was a one key takeaway. The other for me was Dana's, um, I guess, willingness to look at stadium shows now whether he mentioned a stadium show in the UK which was um, the first I've heard about but he, he referenced Wembley Stadium as a potential venue for a McGregor fight in the future he also mentioned uh, the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff Wales I think it's more likely though uh, we'll be heading to that Las Vegas Raiders uh, stadium once that's built for whatever point, I guess it, it is hot at that time whether it's a, a showdown with Masvidal or he did, I guess, acknowledge the fact that it would be hard to put the um, Habib versus kind of rematch on in Las Vegas, just given uh, Habib's uh, disdain with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. He's made it uh, very well known that he really doesn't want to fight in Las Vegas again. So he, he did reference that. But I think it was just last night, Dana, with that win, I think all the possibilities open for him again, just given the, the, the size of the event. It was the fourth highest gate in UFC history Conor McGregor's been had something to do with 7 of the top 10 which is just an absolutely incredible stat but I think for Dana at least the, uh, the, 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 real, the real takeaway for him was gonna, just going to be what they can do with Conor in the next few months and there was talk about Conor maybe slotting in to a Habib, and, or to that, or that be uh, that Habib or Tony fight. Should one of them get interest, uh, injured, but I believe that that really just wouldn't happen. Like just just have a think about that. Why would the UFC, after getting striking gold with McGregor this week, on, on off the back of a, a week where he was allowed to do all this promotional work, why would they have him come in on two two days' notice to essentially, if it's against Habib, fight someone who, you know, that, that's a very very tough fight. And they haven't promoted it as much as they should do. So I don't think there'll be any rushing there. I, I, I'm in the camp that finally think that um, Tony versus Habib will happen. And I don't think Conor will need to slot in. So I think Conor McGregor's next fight will likely be in July on that international fight card, which I believe is going to be going ahead on July 11th not the July 4th weekend, of course, that is uh, Independence Day in the United States. So traditionally, international fight is the first week of July, but no, until next, well, this year, even, it'll be in the second week. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think Conor McGregor's next fight will likely be in that, um, in that week, and I think that's probably what the UFC won. Now, after Dana, Dana came in, we then had Conor McGregor for 20 minutes, which was interesting. That there, there was a lot of... Interesting, <coughs> excuse me, topics raised. Um, one, of course, being uh, Jorge, Ma- Jorge Masvidal's choice of attire last night, which the which was the robe uh, that Conor McGregor wore in the build-up to his uh, boxing fight with Floyd Mayweather. That was um, met with, I guess, ambivalence. I guess in uh, from from the McGregor side, I think Jorge was trying to do it to kind of prod. At McGregor, but I think it kind of backfired because McGregor kind of no-sold it afterwards and really just made him look a bit silly, saying that only um, that it was a bit stupid that he came uh, to the Vice dressed up in a robe and that uh, <laughs> robes are generally what old women in Ireland wear when they're watching the soaps, which w- was a funny line and was actually, I, I guess, just a little, little peek back to the days where he wasn't afraid to have a little pot at people and uh, after paying an incredible amount of respect to Donald Cerrone last night, that we did start to see that a little bit. There, there was that little poke at Masvidal um, and then after, I guess, that it was the, the little nudge at Ali Abdelaziz and Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman uh, had an interesting evening last night, of course, his Twitter account was hacked, uh, so we're told. Um, if you if you missed some of the tweets that came out of that, it was, it was pretty shocking. I think uh, I believe at one point his bank card uh, number and his pin uh, were sent out, which um, you know that not, that's never a good thing. But uh, a funny take by Conor McGregor on this was actually that um, <laughs> it was actually just Ali Abdelaziz, and uh, it was all a bit cover-up joke, and he wasn't really hacked. Uh, whether we ever find that out or not, we probably won't. But again, Conor was on the offensive. I think he I think he fancies that fight with Usman. Connor referenced the fact that he isn't that tall. He's not the biggest welterweight in the world. He's, he's very, very powerful. But essentially, I don't think, again, when we're talking about welterweights, if he fought Kamara Usman, I don't think the size difference would be uh, that profound. And then, of course, he couldn't help but talk about the Habib fight. And th- this was, uh, I actually was able to get the microphone in the post fight press conference last night. And this is where I kind of centered my focus on, because all week, Connor McGregor's been talking about that rematch with the Habib and the Medal. And he's been referencing the fact that he would like to go to Moscow to have that fight. Now, I did ask Dana White whether that was ever going to be a possibility, if that fight could actually happen in Moscow. Dana's not keen, I think, for the pay-per-view reasons. It's a difficult time zone, and that's when he started rattling off the, the different stadium shows where that fight could possibly be held. So Dana White's not keen. But after telling McGregor this, he, he, he came up with the line, how much money did they need to make? And it, it, it's somewhat true. I, I fail to um, believe, actually, that if that fight, let's just say Christmas Day, like in Rocky films, that was held on Christmas Day in Moscow, what that would be easily, easily the most bought UFC fight of all time, despite time zones, despite all that what an incredible spectacle that would be and that's something that conor referenced and that's why when i asked him to explain why does he want that fight in moscow he said it's all about putting on spectacles taking the game to the next level and uh, that would be uh, a great example of how he can do that but with habib tied up with tony until april i mean there's no guarantee that he's even going to come out that fight champion he'll of course be the favorite but um, Tony Ferguson certainly has more than a good chance in that fight. So, whether that rematch will happen later in the year, we will come to see. I, th- I think the more interesting thing for Conor McGregor at the moment is what I just referenced. I think it's that July date. It is going to be that July date, and I think the forerunner, run- or the front runner, as you should actually say, is Jorge Masvidal. What happens now? We don't know. Conor McGregor is said apparently. Well, he had a great party last night. He said he was going to go away, have a drink in the evening spend time with his family the rest of this weekend and then get back in the gym tomorrow on Monday and then he'll be plotting his next fight and I think in the grand scheme of things that's the, the best thing for him we saw what happened when he didn't have that focus when he didn't have that drive that need to achieve he, he essentially went off the rails didn't he let's to be totally honest about it but last night in this whole fight he played a up. from start to finish he played an absolute blinder, and it, it was just really down to the focus that we could tell. He came in telling us he was focused, and we had to see last night whether the proof was in the pudding. And I believe that that result last night, that forty-second demolition job, where it wasn't just a one, it wasn't just he landed one big left hand and it was over. There, there, as I mentioned earlier, there were so many little micro moments where he showed flashes of his brilliance. He said He said so after himself that there's still work to be done. You know, speaking to some of his team as well, they say he is on a different level now. And last night went away to go and prove that. Was Donald Cerrone the right opponent for last night? We don't know. Donald Cerrone went in there and did the best that he could. Any mention of a fight being thrown or that um, Donald didn't want to win that fight and that he's a company man, nonsense. There's easier ways to throw a fight than getting your nose broken and having your head caved in on the mat, that's for sure. But it was, I guess, on reflection this week and we're talking about the week in totality it was an amazing week to be back here in Las Vegas it was long overdue I think we we have missed Conor McGregor the the feeling and the atmosphere in the arena as he walked out last night and there's something also to mention about his walkout last night he didn't change the music he didn't do the Billy Strutt it was all business last night it was all business and um, just as I said the atmosphere in that packed out T-Mobile Arena was something else we don't get that for anyone else but Conor McGregor and that's why it's good to have him back when he's good he's the best full stop and last night he wasn't just good he was great and he it it was a timely reminder and a necessary reminder that Conor McGregor is still by far the biggest name in the sport, He's the biggest draw in the sport, he he transcends into that kind of mass media space where so many people are interested in his fights. So many people want to see what's next for him now, and we're actually on that upwards trajectory that I wasn't even sure we were possible to have. Is, is his next fight going to be big? I think it's going to be huge. Is with the fight after that, let's say if he fought Masvidal and beat him, that rematch with Stephen Maccamendo again. If the Jorge Masvidal fight is going to break all the records, that rematch with Habib would absolutely smash anything that's ever come close to it. So we're on. We're back on. We're back on the path. We're back in. We're back in. I wouldn't say McGregor mania, but the foundations are there for another run, for another very, very exciting run. I, I've been very, very lucky to be part of it this week, and I've, I've very, very much enjoyed um, doing these podcasts. Actually, it's been. Uh, very cool. Not only just bringing other members of the media um, along for the ride and giving them, uh, I guess, a platform to to kind of say what they think about the ride but also just the way that, in the, the end of the day, I can sit there with a the microphone and just talk about what I'm thinking. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very lucky to do it. I'm very lucky to have people that actually are listening to that. So, as I sit here in McCarran Airport, I've now got a an incredibly long flight home. I'm going to be doing a stopover, which is never my favorite thing, but um, in order to get back, to get into the office on Monday morning, because yeah, I do have a real job, um, i having to take a quick flight to Chicago, and then Chicago to London Heathrow, I'll then get picked up by a taxi, straight into the office, there's, there's nothing quite like it, I'm 32 years old now, I'm getting a bit old for this, but... When you get to cover fights like this, it uh, really does make you feel like you're about 10 years younger. It is, there is, I I, I don't care what people say. It is, it is, this sport, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it in the world. And there's absolutely nothing like covering a economy of and flight And I will continue to do so until the day I'm no longer allowed to do it or I don't want to do it anymore. But um, what a week. What a week. Again, thanks to the sponsor of the podcast, ownbet.co.uk. It's been, as I said, very, very enjoyable uh, bringing you, I hope, I guess, an insight into what, how things work down on the ground, what, what the atmosphere has been like. It certainly um, didn't bring the Irish show over the seas in, in swarms, but who knows? Who knows? Now. There's a bit of steam back in the engine. Who knows, maybe a few more people will want to come over to Vegas uh, or wherever the next fight's being held and kind of go support McGregor and I guess get back into that place we were a few years ago where the Irish would travel. Um, who knows, we'll, we'll hopefully see that. So I'm going to sign off now. I've got about an hour to my flight. I'm going to go get some coffee. It was a very, very late last night. Late <laughs> night last night, as you can probably tell, um, by some of my... Uh, dutters during this podcast but as i said hope you enjoy it i'm sunny off i'll see you guys the next fight the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows it's a very mean and nasty place and i don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it you me, or nobody you're gonna hit as hard as life but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get